Okay, before we get started, I want everybody to know that Anna just had to completely relearn how to work. <laughs> Are you hearing that echo? <laughs> echo? Me? Yes, I'm hearing. I'm hearing four of you guys. Uh-huh. Hang on. Oh, Lord. <laughs> See? Somewhere we have all the technology. We just don't have it in the right order. <laughs> oh, there they are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Now I really want to know what happened. I'm so bad at this back at work stuff, Claire. <laughs> Learning to do work again. What an ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> you guys... Learning how to do your job again. This is always happens. Whenever I go on vacation, I come back and I'm like, what button do I push? (laughs) You've been gone for a year. (laughs) I do not know how to do this. I'm so bad at being back. (laughs) Well, congratulations on being back, though. I mean, that's really awesome. And you two are together, right? Yeah, we're together. How does that feel? Her first day back when I came in, I didn't see her. And Melissa kept pointing over and saying, Anna's here. And I saw her backpack and I'm like... I ran around the whole building. I looked in every office. I went to the bathroom. Anna. No, Anna. So I come back. The only place left was Steve's studio. And I'm like, I bust in there and we're screaming and hugging. He's like, you girls. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's strange. Um, it's strange. And everyone's been welcoming. And there are some people I don't know. And so I'm like, okay, how, how do I introduce myself? <laughs> like yesterday, the boss t- talked to me and I didn't expect him. And I just didn't know what to say to him. And I was like, the bad, the bad, the bad. You know, it's going to be something simple like, how, you know, have you been fishing? And, and I just don't know what I said to him. Like, it wasn't just yes. <laughs> right. I just don't know. So Claire was not going to be on the show today. This has been the most incredible week. I can't even tell you the emotions that we have gone through. So um, a lot of you, longtime listeners of Listen and Learn or Not, know about my dog, Sadie. I have two dogs and two cats, but Sadie is practically one of us because you, between the clicking of her toenails and her barking <laughs> incessantly about something that she wants, she always seems to make an appearance here on the podcast. And um, Sadie's 15. She's a German short hair pointer and just tiny bitty backstory. Um, she was originally the dog of, of my wife's sister and her, you know, her kids and her family and um, here in Salem, Oregon. And then um, life took a turn for her sister and she who loves animals who this house has never been out with dogs, cats, ducks, chickens, <laughs> you name a species. There's always been in this house. But for some reason, at that point in her life, she she couldn't keep Sadie. And so Sadie flew on an airplane to Savannah, Georgia and came to live with us. And that was uh, about 10 years ago. And she's been with us ever since. And then life took us back here to the West Coast. And then life took us back here to Salem, uh, where, where Sadie's from. So um, this is 15 years. She's 15. And she's back surrounded by all the people who have always loved her all her life. And about five days ago, she suddenly ter- took this incredibly quick downward turn. And she's been slowing down over the years. She doesn't run like she used to. And she has a bit of a stiff gait. You know, we have her on, you know, glucosamine and all, all that kind of stuff. Um, but she's always wanted to walk and always eaten like a cow. <laughs> and um, all of a sudden, she just stopped eating and she was kind of shivering and had like a fever. And um, she was, Sharon had taken her to see some friends overnight. And when she came back Monday, we took her to the vet and they were like, you know, ran all the tests and there was nothing really conclusively wrong with her. No parasite, no infection, particularly, although she was running a fever. She just was 
done. She was not walking. She was not eating. She wouldn't. She hadn't had consumed any water for more than 24 hours by that point, probably like 36 hours. And that's usually the sign. When they stop eating and drinking, that's when they're telling you that, that they're done. Mm. And it all kind of added up to the end for Sadie. And it was, a, it was peaceful. And we're like, she's had a great life. And the vet said, look, there, he did do an ultrasound. And he said, look, it, signs are pointing toward her having liver cancer. We're like, okay, but at 15, we're not going to do chemo or surgery. We're not going to do anything invasive. That would be more for us than for her. And so we were like, you know what? We're going to just call a vet that will euthanize at home. And we set the appointment for Thursday today. And we all started sort of making plans. And, you know, the kids came over to see her and everybody spent time with her. And um, it was just really incredibly sad. And I'm like, Tuesday morning, I was like, there's no way we can do this for two more days. I am I was wrung out. And just watching her breathe and just hardly move was just excruciating to the point where I wanted to move up the appointment. And we're like, no, no, we just need to, you know, give it time and just let, let her rest comfortably. And all of a sudden, Tuesday night, she stood up. <laughs> she just got up and she looked at us and she walked to the door on her own power. And we're like, uh, 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 uh. And we threw a leash, le- it was like eight o'clock, threw a leash on her. And then threw a leash on the other dog. I was wearing my slippers because I was padding around the house. Took her out. She can't handle the stairs, so we couldn't go upstairs to really normally go out the door. So we opened the garage door so we could walk out and let her on the front yard. And she peed like a... Something like (laughs) like a racehorse. She just peed Lake Erie. I don't know where the fluid came from because she hadn't consumed water. Actually, the the vet had given her some subcutaneous fluids the day before. So that's probably what, what that was. And as soon as she finished peeing, she just started walking. She just started pulling me down the driveway. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> so Sharon runs and grabs some poopy bags. And we, we start following her. And neither of us have our phones. And we're like, this, well, like 10 feet. I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. I looked at Sharon. And I said, is this happening or am I dreaming this? She's like, no, this is happening. And we're like, uh, oh, my God. We made it all the way around the block. I uh, for those of you who don't know, understand animals and don't know what that means, <laughs> I can't put it into words what it means that this dog that was 48 hours away from having her life ended decided that she wanted to go for a really long, <laughs> long for her walk. We went all the way around the block and we came back and we, we walked into the backyard and she just drank water. She just gulped, gulped, gulped water. And then we brought her some food and she ate the food. She just scarfed it right down. And then she laid in the grass and just looked at us, and we poured some wine, and the whole family just sat out in the backyard for like an hour drinking wine and petting Sadie and watching Sadie, and the other dogs were running around, and we're like, I cannot believe this is happening. She has, this was a gift. She has given us a farewell gift of a night of lucidity, and when it comes Wednesday morning, it's all going to go back to the way it was. Well, it didn't. (laughs) <laughs> Wednesday morning, she popped up, did the exact same thing, ate a giant bowl of food, drank a giant bowl of water, walked around the block, and that's when we started rethinking our plan. And um, then she did it again Wednesday night, and I called the vet, the euthanasia vet this morning, and I said, never mind. <laughs> so we thought it would be a bad look if the euthanasia vet arrived, and Sadie ran up with her tail wagging, going, hi, how's it going? <laughs> right. So... It's, I mean, we've, we have cried and we, I mean, I just can't even tell you the emotions. So not, right now I'm looking at her and she's sleeping again. She's asleep. She's not, she, she's the dog she was a week ago. She's never going to be the dog she was a year ago. 
and we are going to go through this again. And the most important thing to us and all of us who are in agreement, this is the, the most important thing to me and my wife and, and my sister-in-law and the, and the kids is that we're doing this for her and not for us, right? Mm -hmm. So whether it's prolonging her life or ending her life, either of those things had to be for her benefit and not for our benefit. Because it's emotionally draining watching an animal decline and it's tempting to go to get it over with. And I didn't, I did not want that. I didn't, I wanted to make sure that wasn't my overriding emotion of I want to get this over with. I wanted to make sure that it's like there's still life in her and she's enjoying it. And as long as she can take walks and eat food and catch a tennis ball and sit in the yard and smell the grass and damn her she tried to eat cat poop on that miracle walk or like no no matter how much we're glad you're alive we're not letting we cat poop um as long as those signs of life are there then we're gonna just we, i'm more than happy to go through the ringer again with her and um that's what happened so yes she probably still does have liver cancer and yes we're still not going to do anything invasive but um it wasn't her time and thank you to everybody who sent prayers up for her to to make sure she had a way to send us a signal that she was just, who knows what it was. Could have been a parasite, could have been she ate something bad. Whatever it was, she bounced back, and we're very grateful. Well, Anna and I feel responsible because we prayed. Mm. <laughs> we were like, you did good. You guys obviously have the hotline straight up because <laughs> it worked. Wow, that's so amazing, Claire. I feel like Sadie was laying there going, I'm not moving, and then she heard the you know, put her downward and she's like, okay, I'll give mm -hmm. him two more days and then I'll. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. We, we've all been joking, you know, the Monty Python, you know, I'm not dead yet. I'm <laughs> <laughs> really feeling much better. You know, like, doing that all week. And, and yeah, it's, it's crazy. I think, I think it was your prayer. I think it was your, the power of love. I think the kids both stopping by, I call them kids. They're 30. Well, 28. Uh, coming by and, and hanging out with her and, and sending their love. I, I think she's just like, I'm enjoying this this plane and I'm, I'm not ready for the rainbow bridge. I want to stay here yeah. with these people. Um, the other uh, incredible story is our dog Luna and her demeanor during all of this. She, ever since this started like Sunday night, she usually sleeps in her own bed, which is kind of, I don't know, six or eight feet away from Sadie. Even and as I'm sitting here right now, she's sleeping right next to her on the floor next to Sadie's bed. Sadie's bed is elevated about six inches up the floor. And um, she's been by her side this entire time. She's been very protective. When we went to the vet Monday, uh, Luna was in the back seat. And the, when they came to get, because you still can't go in the vet, um, when they came to get her, Luna sort of lunged at, at the girl. And, you know, I kind of saw it coming, so no harm befell her, and the girl saw it coming too. Luna never does that. Um, and then when people came, when Alex and, and the niece and nephew came over to see her, we were ready for it, but we're like, she's going to be really protective. And so I kind of like took Luna to the side and petted her so that other people could approach Sadie. And even then she was kind of woofing not like a nasty bark but like a woof woof like this isn't you know stay away from my dog you know <laughs> and um it's crazy she's never been like that but that's not true she's always been protective of all of us but this is a a whole new a whole new set of 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 things for her and it was it was beautiful to see really you know yeah it's something it really is something did was she hurting or anything like that See, we don't think so. If she had been, that was the other thing. Is she didn't, you know, even the vet said she doesn't, she's not giving signs of, of pain, of chronic pain. We couldn't figure that out, right? Like there didn't 
seemed to be. And she wasn't what I would call lethargic. I know it's hard to say that when all she wanted to do is sleep. But when she opened her eyes, they were very alert. She didn't have that glazed over look like you've, I've had animals put to sleep before. And it's always heartbreaking. But there's a look in there. And people too, for that matter. I've been, I was with both my parents when they passed. And, and there's a look that comes over your eyes where it's clear that you're no longer there. And she didn't have that. She was very clear. She just didn't want to eat and didn't want to drink. She was just refusing everything. No food, no drink, no walk. Um, and But very clear-eyed not clear about it. And so there didn't seem to be signs of pain. It really more pointed to a, like a stomach thing. Like, I don't feel good. I don't feel like consuming anything or doing anything. But she also didn't have diarrhea. So... I don't know that we'll, animals are kind of a mystery. I don't know that we'll ever really know what it was that did it. She, she could have, she, most likely she ate something she shouldn't have eaten. She got a hold of something somewhere that she shouldn't have eaten. I had, Um, I had a dog that um, did that one time. Um, We could not figure out what, what the deal was. A very energetic dog and suddenly no energy threw up, um, And so, you know, we went on, I don't know if it was a day or two, uh, trying to figure, figure him out. And, uh, he just didn't want to eat and he was just, just, he wasn't sleeping all the time. He was just looking like he was bummed out (laughs) and we've never seen that before. And so we took him to the vet, uh, (laughs) come to find out that he had eaten a tampon. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Which probably then like. Blew up three si- right? times, right? Yeah. yeah. He threw it up at the vet's office and he threw up a tampon. Oh, oh my God. He was fine after that. I don't know if it was just the tampon, no. uh, but but he was, Boner was fine. Oh. Boner? Boner, his name was Boner. <laughs> he was our college dog. He was a character on some sitcom. Uh-huh. I think Growing Pains or something. But yeah. Yeah, it was crazy because the, his personality changed and everything. And now that you're saying all this stuff, I'm like, I wonder if she ate something and just, yeah. and it's probably out of her now and finally got totally out of her system. Mm. Yeah. The other thing we were worried about was um, sometimes dogs get their stomachs twisted. I yeah. think all animals, I think that happens to horses too. A lot. Um, which is, I don't know how they do it and it's the freakiest thing, but that was like the first thing they checked on the ultrasound. But even then they said she would have shown different signs if if that had happened but um yeah it's a mystery i love that boner what a perfect name for a dog it's <laughs> great it was really terrible when we were calling him down the street to come back to the house right. boner! Oh, man. and the the other thing and i gotta give him props is that i was i didn't i was supposed to work yesterday at one of my jobs and um i i called my boss who i've known for a long time and i told him what was going on and he said boom day off no problem. I'm like, I see. I'm just incredible. And I really, really, really grateful to him for that because we we still didn't know what was happening yesterday morning. We weren't quite sure what was going on. And and I was I would have just been in horrible concentration. And I just I love that there are people who understand that these are family members. And even if it even if it weren't like even if it weren't just about Sadie being there for my wife and everybody else in the family. Right. For me to just check out for eight hours yesterday. Um, and I'm privileged that I work in an industry where that's possible. I recognize there are a lot of people who, who don't have that option, but uh, I'm, I'm very grateful that, that I did. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my story. Gosh, I can't, what? Uh, it's like Lazarus or 
It's like a country song. I got my house back and my car back and my dog back. <laughs> I got my dog back. <laughs> what? Well, I am man. blown away. And this all happened this morning, or at least we found out, you know, yeah. uh, because we were not going to do a podcast this week. We were like, we're going to grieve. Yes. And we're going to, yeah. you know, just, you can't not. And and when you said, well, girls, a little update. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Did her. Yeah, and I even even then, do you guys I don't know how to describe this. Do you ever have moments in your life where you're not sure whether it's real or you're dreaming? Yeah. Mhm. That's what I was going through all day yesterday. Like I really even that that first walk Tuesday night where I looked at Sharon and I said is this really happening? Like I meant it. And and yesterday I kept having these moments of like how is this possible you know and I almost texted you guys last night to say you know never mind and I thought you know what I'm just gonna wait till Thursday morning because what if what if this really was her last like little I've heard of this happening with people you know where people are dying and suddenly they get up and they go on a walkabout and then they and then they're gone the next day and I fully expected I didn't fully expect I I thought it was possible that I could wake up this morning and she'd be back to the way she was yeah three days ago um and she wasn't she was in fact, she got up earlier today. So, um, yeah. So that's when we were like, okay, call the vet and let's call it off. They were great. I mean, they were they were at, they were thrilled. You know, they were like, awesome. And I'm like, look, don't, you know, I'm not losing your number. We know we'll need you at some point this year, this month. Who knows? But you know, um, but they were really great. But um, but that's I didn't tell anybody till this morning. Then I told you guys and then some other people. Mm. And Sharon had posted this big, beautiful eulogy for <laughs> Sadie oh. on Facebook on Tuesday. <laughs> Oh. She put up a little comment last night being like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana? Uh, never right. mind. <laughs> yeah, right. Never mind. Never yeah. mind. Oh, well, I'm so, yeah. so glad you have your Sadie and you get yeah. a little more time. Me too. And who knows? May, she may or may not bark at the end of this podcast. I don't know. Probably not. It looks to me like she's happily in dreamland right now. <laughs> oh. You never yeah. know. So that was a happy story. Maybe we should have ended that with that because I was so disillusioned this week. Oh, my God. Incredible. I had we post- all went through it. I know. I had so- posted a picture of me with him. It wasn't he wasn't real. It was a poster in the back of work, but it still looked like he was there, like he was pointing at me. And I was like, look, at here's me. And I everyone's like, oh, we miss him. We love him. And then I fi- we find out he gets arrested. And you notice I haven't said the name because I still don't think I can say the name. Well, there's so much more to the story that I think you can say his name. I think we're finding out that what we thought happened didn't happen and a lot of other stuff did. Mm-hmm. Oh, did more stuff come out today? I just don't know. I didn't find out until last night. I'll say the yeah. name Richard Sherman. Yes. And we have always all loved Richard Sherman until he went to San Francisco and then we loved to hate him, but we still loved him. And um, this report came down. The initial, the very, very first report that was Wednesday morning was that he'd been arrested for domestic violence. And that's all we know. We know that and he was denied bail. And when you hear those two phrases together, you are just gut punched for every reason because of what may have happened, because of who it is, because it's a hero, because you don't want to believe it. And then we get the rest of the story. And this is, I learned something interesting, both of you, that um, when, and, and I don't know if this is Washington or, or all law enforcement, but the term domestic violence legally 
is just used to indicate an act of violence that's differentiated from someone you uh, are related to or know from someone you don't. Exactly. And I did not know that. Um, I just assume when you hear that term, it means somebody, you know, your spouse got, was assaulted. And um, so what what happened was there were kind of two incidents in one, really. Um, but the upshot is that he was in some kind of crisis and had a lot to drink. And this is his wife telling this information to um, the 911 dispatcher. He drank a tremendous amount of alcohol. Then he got in his car and drove 30 miles between his home with his wife and where his in-laws live. And we don't know the impetus for why he felt he had to speak to them. And he was angry and did there was anger involved. He crashed his car in a construction zone, got out of the car, walked the rest of the way to the in-laws' house, started pounding on the front door and I believe damaged it. Then they called 911 also. In the meantime, the Washington State Patrol was looking for him because they the because a construction worker had reported the accident in the wrecked car, not realizing that at the same time Redmond police were were responding to 911 because he was at their home and the call from Maple Valley when his wife called 911 to say that he was leaving home and he was drunk and and wanted to harm himself. Oh. Um, and all of this together results in him being arrested at his in-laws' home. They had to use a canine to tackle him, um, but they did. And um, he was taken. He uh, turns out the reason you're denied bail is that is standard procedure in a domestic violence situation um, until you are get a hearing before the judge, which is happening as we speak. So I don't know that we'll be able to give an update on that on our podcast or not. Maybe we'll do an addendum or or whatever. Um, it's not, you know, because he's a rich person or a not rich person or black or white. It's because that is the law that you stay with no bail until there's a hearing. And um, and no one was injured. His wife was the first one to say, he didn't hurt me. He didn't hurt my kids. He hasn't hurt anybody. And the other thing she said that was very interesting in her, this is her frantic 911 call. <clears throat> Please don't shoot him. He wants to, he told me he's, if the police come after him, he's going to fight them. Please don't shoot. She said those words. And um, wow, there's so much to unpack here. It's sort of hard to know where to start. But I'm, I'm, I'm saddened that this happened, but I'm also relieved that it was not what we would consider a garden variety domestic violence incident. Yeah. I, is that's the first I heard about him wanting to harm himself. I did not know that aspect. Um, mm-hmm. Just listening to the press conference between uh, the Redmond PIO and um, State Patrol, like I, I just had a lot of questions just hearing that story of even him going to the house. And, you know, and it was like, what, one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. I know uh, Ashley... His wife, right, had uh, uh-huh. ad- identified him in the 911 call. But did someone in the house, in the in-laws house, uh, dial 911? Because I thought that's what had happened. And I thought. I, I, I think so. Yeah, because I think they said he was. I, I They have not released that 911 call, at least not that I've heard. But I, I believe, yeah, that was why it was a domestic violence, because he was he was demanding to get in the house. He was pounding on the door and then he went around to the back. I don't know if he went to a back door or a back window. What what I I couldn't figure out was 
when a family member's knocking on the door and, or banging on the door saying, let me in, and in a desperate state, don't you usually let them in? Um, but right? but I, yeah, and so that was my question was, why didn't you let them in? Because um, it sounded like on the 911 call, according to the Redmond PIO, if that was the 911 call he was talking about, that person had identified Richard Sherman. So it wasn't like some stranger trying to knock down their door or anything like that. Like, why so didn't they? Why didn't they answer the? Why didn't they answer the door? So, right. well, they were obviously. It seems to me they were afraid of him. Yeah, they were afraid. Oh, because okay. that's that's what I'm thinking. You know, he's this big, strong man. He's angry. Mm-hmm. He's drank a lot. And I was raised with alcoholics. They're scary when they're scary. And mm-hmm. so I'm thinking, of course, if she warned him, hey, he's mad. He's coming over. You know, they're probably like, we're not letting him in. He can. You know, okay. I just, us. I see, and and because I didn't know that Ashley had called beforehand, mm. all I could think was he got into an accident, just went straight to you know the uh, the in laws' house, which happened to be closer, uh, and and he did that after having driven his his uh, vehicle from the construction zone accident site over to some parking lot at, you know, some mm-hmm. commercial parking lot. And, uh, you know, so I was thinking, okay, if I ever got in an accident, you know, but, you know, who knows if he was running from the state patrol at the time. I didn't know at the time. I still don't know the story. But I just thought if a family member uh, is, you know, desperately trying to get your attention at night, in the middle of the night, you know, mm-hmm. you, you answer usually, right? I don't know. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Yeah. You, yeah <laughs> I don't you, know. Yeah. Let's say they didn't know anything. If they hadn't, Ashley, like you said, she must have called and warned them. You first of all, the original nine one one call. You can hear her say, "Richard, don't leave." Like she was oh. already trying to stop him from leaving the house <clears throat> when she called nine one one. She, I think, she was trying to prevent all of the above from. Happening. Yeah, it said and the athlete's gonna... father-in-law armed himself with a handgun and fired pepper oh. spray at the NFL quarterback to oh. protect his family as Sherman tried to bust in the door of his in-laws home, according to a police statement. It says he's being it... aggressive. He's wrestling with my uncle and he's threatening to kill himself. Oh, my. Mm. I had no idea. I... Yeah. So there's like three points you know there was like him leaving the house him arriving at the other house and then him crashing his car i mean what a ordeal you know yeah wow and and it said the family began to yell in fear they were so afraid and that's why they used pepper spray wow so they knew it was him but they still pepper sprayed him see that's that is wow well that changes my whole view yeah and ashley says he's a good person and of course it makes me think is there mental health issues like i mean it's obviously alcohol but well you know what last night so all my information was from last night so i don't know what everything has been said today but i remember last night some news source said that the in-law said oh you know what it was a misunderstanding we want everybody to know it was just a misunderstanding so that's why I'm still like, that's why the whole, why did you let them in? Why did you let them in? Right. I think uh, my guess is what they were referring to is the domestic violence aspect of it. I think, well, it, 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 it did rise to the actual definition of domestic violence, which is that he was violent against his you know family uh, or there was active violence against his family. But um, I, my guess is that people like me, for example, automatically jump to the assumption when they hear that phrase that he 
you know, harm, significantly harmed his wife or, or someone else important mm-hmm. in his life. And they were probably trying to backpedal that you know right well media control for the seahawks of course they've got to protect you know and the the first thing i was mad then the second i was like i hope it's not true i hope it's a misunderstanding and you know it does sound like he was really troubled i don't know it doesn't say over what but whether he was like mad at his in-laws for something or you know um but i mean and he used to do really cool things remember when he was here he would um, go and talk to people and video it. And I mean, he just did cool things and, you know. Yeah, he. this is not at all. The only, you know, the the only reason you would dislike Richard Sherman is if he played against you because mm-hmm. he's a trash talker. <laughs> yeah. And he'll be out there insulting your mama and your dog and your whatever while you're playing with him. But as a community guy, he did a lot of great stuff. Um, so yeah, I agree. But we were talking, Lori, about, or we were texting rather about how it's like, you just, you don't, you just never want to hear this stuff from, from your heroes. Yeah. And, and it was like the same, I, when I, this report first started coming over, it was like the same emotion I had when the OJ stuff happened. Mm-hmm. I refused to believe that OJ was capable of anything like that. I thought this is such a misunderstanding. I can't believe it. And then, and then that ended up completely different. Obviously, this is a whole different situation, and I'm and I'm 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 thankful it's not what we thought it was. I'm sorry that anything bad has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like there are certain people that you, you just don't want to believe it. You know. Mm-hmm. Oddly, I didn't feel that way about Bill Cosby. <laughs> when, that, when that whole thing went down, I was like, yeah, I could see that happening. And I don't know why. That's so weird because I grew up with like Fat Albert and the Cosby Show and like all this just like this wonderful man. But something about when the story started coming out, it was like, yeah, you know, that kind of makes sense. But um, Richard Sherman did not see this coming. Did not see no. that one. No. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm still tripping about he was trying to harm himself. Yeah. I did not, uh, I can't even imagine what's, what could be going on. Right. So he's this, I haven't followed up a lot on this. He's, he's a free agent. He doesn't technically doesn't have a job right now. Yeah. Um, is this going to affect that? Some people think so. Like I thought the Seattle Seahawks were thinking, Hey, you know, there's a possibility we could, we could take him back. I thought I heard. And someone said, don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. So I made a mistake because I said, of course, the Seahawks is what I was thinking. They were protecting him. But it was probably they say he doesn't have a lawyer, but somebody had to start doing damage control. So I don't know who that was. Uh, Is the NFL Players Association, which ironically, he's like the vice chair of or something like that. He's he's a he's actually a um, officer in the in that. Oh, okay. I'm looking up his age. I was going to make a joke about how he's an old man now, an um, old man of 30. But Oh, gosh. Yeah, I think it's like, <laughs> he might be is he 29 or something or 39? <laughs> yeah. Not not 39, yeah. uh, 29 or 30-something. Yeah. Richard yeah. Sherman. It was weird football. to see that he's, he's so much younger. Right. You know, two things come to mind. Number one is, you know, if you mess up and you're famous, it's going to go all over. But also there's a lot of grace and it's like it would be easy to like, you know, I was really disappointed, but I also wanted to hold out 
And it's like people do make mistakes, you know, and sometimes that's what's bringing brings them to get the help they need if they need help. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that we don't just write them off, especially if they take responsibility for what they've done. But um, it, it just is. It's just difficult to think about it. It is. Yeah. And maybe this is maybe this is like, you know, cry for help. You know, he gets maybe what whatever spurred into this moment, maybe it gets him help. He's 33, so that's old for football, but it's not it's not old to be a motivational speaker, which he'd be really good at, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah. So hopefully he'll, whatever it is that happened, he'll, he'll get his demons righted, you know? Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's just, it, it bums me out. Hi. How's it going? Good. Good. That was Sharon. Sharon says hi. Hi, hi Sharon. Say hi, Sharon. Hey. Hey. <laughs> she's taking a seminar today, and uh, she's been on it since early this morning, and it's still going. And they have they they give them three minute breaks. I'm like three minutes. That's not a lot of time. That's like one thing. That's either the bathroom or more coffee or a snack. You know. But anyway, right. she's very she's very jazzed, and it's been a very energizing seminar for her. So she doesn't seem to care. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> there was oh Brittany. We should talk about Brittany. Yes. So Brittany um, got it, it, it. It's a small victory, but it's a big victory. She was allowed. She's allowed to have her own lawyer now for her whole fight to get out of her conservatorship. So all this time that she's trying to get get out from under this thing, the only lawyer she ever had was somebody who was appointed by it. And um, now she's got her own, like some big, famous, high-powered, like federal attorney, somebody or other, to uh, to represent her. You know, and they said, like you said, they did it to protect her all those years ago. But maybe like she doesn't need that anymore. Maybe she's, um, you know, all grown up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Apparently, she is one of the stipulations of trying to get out of the conservatorship is that she'd have to undergo mental health evaluations again. Oh, so she doesn't want to do that. She doesn't? I don't, I don't, I think, don't think so. I don't think she does. She says she doesn't want to have to do that. Well, and in a way, I understand. I mean, there's a couple of thoughts on that. One is, you know, if you go in and they already think this about you, they already have files about you, they've already decided because whatever goes in the files sticks with you. And so it's not a fresh start. Who is going to know from what she says to what's true, except people that have been around her and seen her behavior? So I think it could be dangerous when it's just one person going, well, I'm going to evaluate her and I'm going to say what I think. You know, not that I don't think evaluations are good. I just, yeah. Right. I mean, there are a lot of people out there that suffer from bipolar disorder. And I don't know for certain that that's her diagnosis or that that's her full diagnosis. There may be other things going on or may have been that don't have conservatorships that are able to function and they're not multi-gajillionaires and maybe that was part of it was to make sure that the the men the people who were taking advantage of her back when she was under the control of her mental illness the conservatorship was there to protect her from from all of that and I think that's the component of the marriage I think that her view is that they won't allow her to marry or have children because they're trying to control her body I'm guessing the real reason is because they didn't want anybody to get control of her money which they would have if, if she was allowed to marry the guy that she was with when they put the conservatorship in, in place in the first time. His name was Sam Lutfi, I think, and he was kind of famous for 
taking advantage of people and he really got his his claws into Britney in, to the tune of a lot of money but I don't think that's the case anymore I mean I think she now is probably I don't one doesn't I mean you don't get cured of being bipolar but certainly treatments have changed and she's mature now and and there's so much else going on that I would like to think that between her and her sister and this man that she's with now who seems like a good guy that they she could manage just fine well, and she wants to sue her dad now. I know. With conservatorship abuse. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That's, with a new lawyer, that might be easier to prove. With a yeah. old lawyer, that never would have happened. Yeah. I don't know. Even she would, did you see she posted a video on Instagram doing cartwheels and she hashtagged it free Britney? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, I have two things. Um you know how uh, we do show prep and they give you kind of articles that they think are like important to talk about. So there was this one with a dad and he's taking care of the baby and it's his hack to keep the baby busy while he's out doing yard work. So number one, you get a carrier. So you've got them on you. And number two, are you ready? This is his amazing, unbelievable hack. You take a string, you put Cheerios on it, and you tie it around your neck. I'm like, what mother has not done that? This is not a father hack. And everybody's like blown away. He's getting, going viral. I'm like, stop it. We've all done that. I'm going to make it a credit for it. Yeah, I'm going to make it a grandma hack. Right. <laughs> See my nine-year-old grandkids. Hey, grandma. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like when I was a single mom, like, There was this guy, Billy. He was so handsome and cute, and he was a single dad. And so his little girl would come to the ballpark where our kids play baseball, and she'd have her hair braided. And they're like, oh, fawning over Billy. Here's me with two boys and one girl doing everything. Anybody fawning over me? No. But Billy (laughs) braided her hair. I'm like... I'm sorry. I know. Plus, he was so handsome. And it's like, this is really not fair. (laughs) Right. So the other thing is, have you heard about the latest new ice cream? No. Claire? I don't even know if I can say it because it just seems so gross. (gasps) No. Macaroni Uh and cheese. Oh, okay. Thank goodness. That was going to be bad. Macaroni and cheese ice cream? Mm Mm-hmm. I'd try it. Would you? Yeah. Mm. I'd try it. I'm not going to say I'm going to like it. I just, I would try it. I would try it, but I would not want to like it because it's wrong. (laughs) And I like like macaroni and cheese. What if you end up liking it? That would make me mad. You can't control the things (laughs) you like and love. You'd be mad at yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Ice cream is supposed to be sweet and sweet things, not turkey and gravy or macaroni and cheese so you wouldn't try like well, and, spaghetti and ice cream? Honestly, mac and cheese should be warm not cold right <laughs> oh, excuse me no oh. yeah i'm i'm just not digging it no would there be actual macaroni in there well it looked like it was very smooth so it's probably no it's probably just oh, no a flavor chunks in there? didn't look like it that yeah. would even be harder Please don't say chunks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I did a little poll, and it looks like most people are getting the green face. Okay. But some people are like, yeah, why not? Sure. 
I wish I was like that. Like, yeah, I'll try anything. No, I don't want to try macaroni and cheese ice cream. Ah, no. Yeah, I do it. So he's still one out of three. It sounds like Will would, would try it. I, I, I would try, like, I mean, I would try it because I can't, you can't not try it, right? I don't know. It sounds like Lori cannot try it. Would, cannot try it. Would you get um, angry with yourself for liking it? <laughs> I. It's so slim that I would like it that I'm not even entertaining that I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. You don't know. You can't knock it. If you don't try it. What if you like it, Anna? Then would you be like, okay, with that, you'd be like telling everyone, eat macaroni and cheese ice cream. It is I wouldn't brag about it. (laughs) You wouldn't recommend it. I'd give it to myself. (laughs) You wouldn't write a Yelp report up on it? No. Well, there will be no review. There will be no five stars for me. (laughs) Macaroni and cheese ice cream. I mean, listen, that doesn't even sound right. Would you no. okay? Here's one that I thought was so interesting. And my so my daughter and I would totally try this flavor, but my husband and I don't know about my son yet. We didn't ask him yet, but we saw an ad for black licorice ice cream, and it was like pitch black ice cream on a waffle cone. But I like black licorice, yeah. and so does my I, kid. I think I would like it. What about you, Claire? I would be I would be fine with that. Black licorice isn't my favorite. I prefer red licorice. But as ice cream, yeah, why not? Because licorice is like something that should be in ice cream, not macaroni and cheese. It'd be fun <laughs> to have black teeth. Okay, Anna, you and I had a strange ice cream about six years ago. I will not remember. I know you won't. Avocado <laughs> ice cream. Huh? We had an avocado milkshake. Do you remember that? We were with Jay and Alex. Oh my gosh, I I I'm I'm sure I loved yeah, it. We did. We're oh, like, you, we, we all did? We shared it. It's like, wow, this is avocado. Yeah, we shared it? <laughs> well, we probably like dumped. We probably got one. Okay. Uh, Anna doesn't share. She shares, but she doesn't. She germs. <laughs> but yes, we, oh, I see. we did love it. I share, just I don't share it, things in a cup. In fact, right. when I saw her, when I busted into the studio to see her, I did say, are you hugging? I did say that, didn't mm-hmm. I? You did. I don't know if I waited for the answer, <laughs> but I did ask. <laughs> she's she's been awesome that way. Um, but okay, I'm trying to figure out. Okay, avocado, and it was kind of white. It wasn't like green or it wasn't green. Yeah, it just it really just tasted like vanilla. But it was avocado ice cream. Okay, okay, yeah. Would you it. would you ever try um, SpaghettiOs ice cream? No. <laughs> Ugh, ravioli no. ice cream? No. I'm just no. going down the pasta line. Okay. Uh, spam ice cream? Oh, yeah. Uh, it, no. no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't even like spam spam. I'm not going to have uh, Actually, I take that back. Fried spam is good. It's yeah. like the regular. No, no, don't eat it raw. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a delicacy in some countries. Mm. Um. What else? Well, like the United States, Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) And the Philippines. Remember how Jones Soda has soda that's like they had the turkey gravy, mashed potatoes and turkey gravy. (laughs) I mean, uh, yeah, I could never try those. I would try it. Turkey gravy. I I could do that one. What about pickle ice cream? Pickle (gasps) ice cream, I'd try it. I would totally try that. I, I don't know if I'd like it, but I would totally give it a whirl. Right now, it's hurting my jaw. You know that thing you get with the sour? It's like, no. See, yes. You, you got to think, though. Here's what they do, though, with these ice cream flavors. They sweeten it 
is sweeter, you know. So if it's going to be pickle, it's going to be like a, I don't think it's going to be sour like oh. a pickle. It's, I think it's going to be like a little flavor of it, but with an ice, like more ice creamish, okay. you know. Don't you think, don't you think it'll be like creamier? So more um, more for, sugar. So you you think in macaroni and cheese, it's like if you just threw a bunch of sugar and ate it, it would be like. With a little mac cheese flavor to it, flavoring to it. Still not working for me. You're not, you're not helping. You're not, you're not <laughs> any, any harder by making it the sugar version. <laughs> oh boy. Well, we, this was, been, this is a good bad week. This was a really good bad week. Yeah. Wasn't yeah, it? it was. I mean, it, yeah. it was, I could tell you're suffering in the beginning of the week, Claire. It was so sad. Mm-hmm. And I'm, what a miracle. That is some crazy miracle. What, what miracle songs do you guys know? Miracle songs. I knew it would have to come to songs. <laughs> um, it's a miracle. A true blue spectacle. A miracle come true. Who's that by? Spirit Oh, okay. Spirit <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see. All I need is a miracle. All I need is a miracle. All I need is a miracle. That's my mechanics. All I need is a miracle. All I need is you. Are you ready for a miracle? Are you ready for a miracle? That was from like some Steve Martin uh, movie. Culture Club has It's a Miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Oh, oh yeah. Mike and the Mechanics. Fleetwood Matic. Fleetwood Mac. That's a good song. Counting on a miracle. How does it go? Yes. Counting on a miracle. You know I sing. I don't sing. <laughs> Way to go, Lori. Come on. How's it try? How's it kind of go? go? How's it kind of go? Let's see. We're going to see if we can. Oh, she's playing it. <laughs> she's cheating. Okay, we want to hear your voice sing with him. It actually doesn't have what any words. What an intro. <laughs> the boss have you heard this before nope oh i wonder she couldn't sing it (laughs) i like it yeah it's good good grab there well and then there's also you guys have heard of jesus culture i know of it because it's out of reading where my daughter lives and they have a uh it's like a christian song called miracles oh Is that, the, is that all the miracles? We will songs? take all of them. Yes. Yeah. I wish I wish Abba had a song about miracles. I know. It's almost <laughs> like they should. The, um, yeah. Bon Jovi There's has a miracle. They do? Mm-hmm. How's it go? Living on a prayer? Living on well, a prayer. that's what I thought, but... After my car accident, Oops. the insurance adjuster wanted me... <laughs> is that John Bon Jovi? $50. Yeah. So I called... Is that Tico? <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's a road with a snake and a police car. Oh, one of those storyboard videos. And, yes, oh, and boy. A, and a bunch of motorcycles behind the cop car, overtaking it, looking in his window, smiling at the cop. Is this young Bon Jovi or older Bon Jovi? Young, young wow. Bon Jovi. Sounds familiar. Like one of his more obscure songs. Suddenly, Sigrid is listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is for you, Siggy. So um, it was a it was like a short lived song. It probably didn't make the top twenty or something, or maybe only made the top like twenty. Yeah, and they um they were very young, and then it shows them going past a school bus, waving, and yeah, cute. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow, do you kind of remember that song? I do now. Yeah, I think it yeah. was early eighties, early eighties or early nineties. Maybe it was early nineties. Yeah, I got to do a traffic report really quick. This will be my first time seeing this in a long time. <laughs> the magic. The magic. Oh, gosh. Okay. Let's see what's going on. 16 eastbound right at Burley Olala Road. Look out for a collision. It looks like it's blocking the right lane. What's Balalala? What was that first thing you said? Burley Olala? That's off of State Route 16. Frost. Near, yeah, like but Frostad is Highway 20 on Whidbey. Oh, okay. Burley Olala is on. Burley Alala's State Route 16 mm-hmm. near Good Enough oh, Road. Oh, yeah. Got it. Okay. Good Enough Road. Good Enough. <laughs> and <laughs> Ch- Chicken Dick. Remember that one? Oh, Chicken. no. Don't you remember? Chicken Dick? Yes. Okay, we should Burley all be back Burley Olala. Burley Olala. And Chicken Dick Drive. Where's Claire? There's Claire. Oh, chicken Dick. <laughs> she just starts out with, she led with Chicken Dick. <laughs> ah! Chicken Dick. Spell chicken dick for me. Chicken dick. Like chicken dick or is it like. It was actually kitchen. It was called kitchen dick because that was some sort of restaurant. Kitchen dick. And so it it always came out chicken dick for some reason. (gasps) Wait a minute. So it's not really chicken dick? It's kitchen dick. (laughs) I don't know what's better though. (laughs) Or worse. (laughs) I know. I way prefer chicken dick. (laughs) Words are hard. <laughs> kitchen dick. I, said, wow. I remember kitchen dick. Yes. I did not. I was like, God, I would have remembered chicken dick, but yeah. I remember kitchen dick drive. Is it drive or road or I think it's avenue? Road. Road. It's hard to say. <laughs> it's just hard to say in a traffic drive. report. It's like I'm looking for a road closer and it's not. There's there's not a, a road close to that. <laughs> So, oh. and tomorrow, Spotlight with Amanda Knox comes out, so you can oh. all listen to that. Yes. Woo. Awesome. Oh, boy. And then I interviewed a lady yesterday. She is a psychologist, and she's written a book called Winnie's Worries, and it's uh, to help kids with cyber uh, abuse, cyber, uh, cyber bullying. Oh. 
because she said it's the internet's not going away so we have to start teaching our kids very young how to trust their intuition how to know what's what how to question things and then just today i was talking with a friend whose daughter is getting bullied in the most horrific way i'm not even going to say it Kids at school are bullying her so badly, saying things about her being fat that her mom pulled her out and is homeschooling her. This is not right. She said she's tried to call the police because the lady I interviewed said, you can call the police. Well, the police aren't doing anything. The school isn't doing anything. Okay, that's disappointing. The school's not doing something about that. I know. I'm going to contact this author and I'm going to say, what's her next move if they're not doing anything? Because they're telling her to kill herself. I'm not kidding. Okay, any wow. of you saying this to people, you need to stop that. That is, that's and if your so kid's wrong. getting this, call the police, knock the doors down. They can't, they cannot ignore this kind of abuse. That's truly no. abuse. And if your kid it is, is doing abuse. it, you need to be aware of it. And it's deal not with funny. Yeah. No. Mm. Yeah, you don't say something like that to someone that's overweight or has insecurities and not expect them to not take it personal and I'm just I'm really angry right now and when she's and she has connections with the police through her job and nobody's taking her serious they won't take a report the school won't do anything I don't understand but I want to do something I do not I that's my commitment to you guys I'm going to call this woman and find out what to do next and I'm not going to stop until this sweet girl is something's done can you say what town it is I'll say Snohomish County. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Not right. Wow. And you're interviewing her tomorrow? I interviewed her yesterday. That's why I had this information when I heard this. And so I want to follow up on it and see what I find out. And I will tell you about it next week because I think it's important. Our kids are going to be on computers. And cyberbullying is a real thing. And unfortunately, it's not just kids. Right. And it's, it's so, they're into so much more and so much deeper than parents know. There's so many, whenever, if you think, oh, I'll just get on Snapchat, boom, they're past it. You know, you really have to understand where your kids are. Yeah. And you know what? Parenting is not a democracy. And if you think it's an invasion of their privacy to have all their passwords, you're wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. You're, that's when you're the mama bear and mm-hmm. you, you say the hard no, you know, and give them screen time. But not all day, every day. Give them, you know, uh, tell, find out how they can tell. Because, you know, in, in school, tell someone if they're bullying you. You go tell. They get in trouble. They bully you more. So right. something has to happen that stops yeah. it. Yeah. Or yeah. empowers the girl. Empowers mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, um, and know how to get out of that situation, too. I, yeah. I hope people are teaching or able to. That's what I think Winnie's worries. That's the toolbox. It's a it looks like a little kid's book, but I think it's for every age because she said it's a toolbox of skills and how to navigate this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So see I just took it back down from macaroni ice cream to, <laughs> to keeping it real. Cyberbully. <laughs> That's okay. That's yeah, okay. That's okay. Can can I just play you a little part of the Amanda Knox podcast? Yes. Okay, let's sure. see. 
things are easy for me. I'm not the kind of person who had to struggle in school. It's weird to say I'm Amanda Knox and things are easy for me. Yeah, <laughs> but, well, your mid-20s were kind of hard. The mid-20s were a setback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That was her husband. Yeah, well, your mid-20s were kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Just amazing. Anna's still oh, on the fence, so hopefully she'll listen. So one of our AEs out here mm-hmm. said she had been also listening to, I think, her podcast. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. She she read her book. Right. She read her book. And she's like, you realize that it's it's probably the system. Mm-hmm. It's more likely the system that, that um, I guess. It's flawed. Yeah, that's this flawed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all want me to be on the side of Amanda, don't you? Yes. Free Amanda. (laughs) I did a cartwheel in case you were wondering. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Hashtag. Hashtag. (laughs) Hashtag mac and cheese ice cream. (laughs) I should try to video her tasting it. Should I? Yes, absolutely. Put your money where your mouth is, or in this case, put your mouth where your mouth is. (laughs) (laughs) And then you'll see me get mad if I like it. No, it tastes good. You can't make me like it. (laughs) So disappointed. What was that? Was that? That was my phone going off on something very weird. Well, you know, we're stalling. I thought it was the beginning of Drive Me Crazy video. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I've been, um looking for to see if there were any updates on Richard Sherman and I haven't okay I was looking to see if there was an update from the court you know court Mm -hmm. system or anything like that but I haven't seen anything we we were stalling because we were waiting for Sadie but I guess (laughs) she's not gonna tap us out she knows she's she's looking at us (laughs) (laughs) she's like huh oh wait wait here we go here we go Uh, Breaking former Seattle Seahawk Richard Sherman released on his own personal recognizance. Prosecutors asked for $10,000 bail. Uh, His attorney says Sherman is taking allegations seriously. So he is out on bail now on his own recognizance and all that. And um, interesting. Wow. Yeah, because we all thought it was interesting that he he wasn't able to... uh, let no him, bail. There yeah. would be no bail. And Claire, yeah. Claire said that's because it was DV, domestic violence. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, apparently that's standard in Washington. Yeah, and yeah. violence isn't just hitting. You know, violence is scaring someone, and he clearly scared his in-laws. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. He got pepper sprayed and attacked by a canine. Yikes. Yeah, that's where his injuries. Whoa. And uh, yeah, I guess yeah. another officer got... Uh, too from the from the canine um, mm. you know incident so yeah. wishing them all well yeah oh. yeah I want so a happy we, ending here I really do yeah yeah we'll hold out for that go Richard well my canine had a happy ending yes, <laughs> yes yours did yes yours did no takedown on your end so <laughs> nope so happy yeah what a miracle thank yep. God no tennis balls were harmed thank you for your prayers you bet yeah yeah you bet. Where, where can we find you guys online? Coach Lori on Facebook. If you want to be a recovery coach, if you've ever thought about that, I teach a nationally uh, certified program and it's on my webpage, CoachLaurie.com. Yes. I am on Twitter at Claire Beverly, C-L-A-I-R-E-B-E-V-E-R-L-Y. And I'm on at Twitter as I'm Anna D. As yeah. in D. At I'm Anna D. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to spell it out? Igloo. 
<laughs> Mary, <laughs> Alpha. <laughs> November, November, Alpha. Good Morse code. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks for the therapy session, both of you. Yep, it was awesome. Oh, you too, girls. Thank you so much. Thinking about you guys. Give Sharon our best. Mm-hmm. Sadie, I too. will too. Give Sadie a hug. Sadie, a hug. <laughs> Love you. Love you guys. This is Listen and Learn or Not. (laughs) Bye bye. (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.